hi, Anita. Anita Dick. I'll never get out of that. Can't believe my sister called you that. How old are you now? Are you drunk, Uncle Mike? Come in. And let's see, last Christmas, when you asked the same, I was 11. So according to basic mathematics, that means that this year, we're all a year older. What is that, some new Jonas Brothers song? What? Uncle Mike, do you see the artist on my t-shirt? The one with the shaggy brown hair, the pointed moustache with the green eyes that hinted genius? That, Uncle Mike, is Heath Breville. You know, lead singer-songwriter of Booty Call? He is changing the world and his music well. They released a new Christmas single and it's killer. Look who's here, Mike go too. And without a drink in his hand, someone get this man a whiskey sour stat. Oh, Anita, is your uncle bothering you? Whiskey sours are my go-to. Well, a happy Christmas to you too, Security Officer Lassie Tweak. Let me ask, since when are you part of this family? You're like that gnat that floats in my beer in summer, always floating about, but nobody really notices. <sighs> Anita, you know the drill. Get me a glass, would you? Preferably with brown liquid. Well, like I said, I'm 12 now, but my mum still says 12-year-olds can't drink or do much of anything, really. That I'm not matured. But yes, I do know where you keep your liquor. I've marked it down in Floppy Dog. What's a Floppy Dog? That's what I call my marble notebook. My big brother Colin got it for me, like, six Christmases ago. He's always thought that I'm really perceptive. Do you mean perceptive? Oh, an English lesson from a prison guard. That's rich. You're in a particularly Grinch mood this Christmas, my go-to. Why are you even here this year, S.O. Lassie Tweak? What, there's no Christmas in the women's prison? No carols in Marytown Penitentiary? You were in prison, Mrs. Tweak. It's Miss, and technically, yes. I'm in prison every day as a security officer. That's what S.O. stands for. It's like being a soldier in the army, only I'm a soldier of justice. You see, protecting the disenfranchised within a system of corruption and brutality. <laughs> Got a problem, Uncle Mike? And what is it you do? What have you accomplished since your wife's death ten years ago? Drinking your savings away? Antagonizing the only people who've been there for you? I'm in mourning. Now where's my goddamn drink? Okay, so I'll write down prison protector and boozy banker and floppy dog. Hey, give me that. What else you got in there? Hey, that's mine. Give it back. I'm with Uncle Mike on this one. Uh, I don't need somebody writing about me in some book. I don't need records of my comings and goings and worst words. Are you trying to become a writer? You following in your brother's footsteps? Losing yourself to the greed and fascism of the entertainment industry? Are you too good for a real job that protects... Protects criminals. Speaking of criminals, why is there a question mark next to one-time Ting's name? Who? You know... Colin's one-time thing. Yes, what? <laughs> Give me that back. Oh, wait, keep it down, girl. Lassie, you didn't know. Colin married a man. Well, yes, but criminal? You know my big brother well, don't you, Mrs. Twig? I saw you two talking on your doorstep just last week. Still have that little crush, do you, Lassie? In love with a gay man? A gay married man at that. Married to, yes, I believe, a criminal. 
criminally spiritual or awoken or whatever he calls himself with all them morals. And you still come here in a tight red dress? For what? Hoping to turn Colin? Or are you edging for his money? Because let me let you in on a little secret. That well is well dried up, love. No. The Mead Eddie family have always been kind to me. Living next door, I feel part of the family. Colin, Mead Eddie, we grew up beside each other in these old square houses. Long before your time, Anita, back when his father was still around. <laughs> you think Anita's dad said, start calling me daddy, calling me daddy? <laughs> well, as much as I love your walk down memory lane, and I don't, I'm thirsty. Where is Colin? Well, according to Floppy Dog, approximately 23 minutes ago, the family called for a family meeting in the kitchen. Since I'm 12 and too young for grown-up talk, I can go. But my mum went, and Colin, and her dad, but not one time ting. He's missing. Well, the mystery of one time ting has been solved. Poor sod is in the upstairs bathtub, cold as the ice in his scotch. Anyone fancy a look? Everyone stay still. Do not touch the body. I will call my friend at the sheriff's office right this instance. Anita, close your eyes. Get back downstairs. <laughs> See, I'm not drunk. That man really is out cold, eh? He's dead. Yes, 128 Cooper Avenue. We have a deceased man. I suspect foul play. We need immediate assistance. Foul play? Does that mean murder? Oh, for fuck's sake, someone get the kid out of here. Come with me, dear. And Mike, what did I say? Do not touch the body. Oh, my dear. Wow. That's the first time I've seen a dead body. Not mine. Mike, this isn't about your wife dying of cancer. This is about a man found dead and naked in the shower on Christmas Day. I told you, kid. People die, doesn't matter how, doesn't matter when, we all will. Noted. Don't. She's too young for this. I'm 12. Come on, let's go downstairs and put on the radio. The police are coming. Your mom and dad and brother are taking care of it. It'll be okay, Anita. Let's listen to some Christmas music, huh? That always lightens the mood. As long as it's not that crap from that boy band. Oh, fucking hell. I can't believe my ears. What do you mean? Would you call her, like, the next queen? No. Floppy and 
He loves dogs. And it's why I call Fluffy Dog Fluffy Dog. Followed his career forever. Oh, good for you, dear. Now shut it off. That's exciting, Anita. You're going to see them in concert? Well, it's a bit complicated. I didn't realize Colin was still representing them. Well, whatever he's doing apparently is broke now. What do you mean, Uncle Mike? What he means is Uncle Mike has been cut off, haven't you? <sighs> cut off? Whatever does that mean? I think your parents should be the ones to tell you about money. Oh, no, please. Let me do the honour. You see, Anita, you see this drink in my hand? Do you know what this is? Well, yeah, it's your Christmas whiskey. Much like your Easter Sunday cider and the royal birth Tom Collins and your weekend calling and your Sunday roast rum and your... Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Hey, floppy doggy, good for something then. Whatever, all these tasty beverages, well, you see, they're not cheap. And when things aren't cheap, they cost an arm and a leg. You get it? Kind of like how my mum says boutique cult tickets aren't worth the money. Oh no, my dear. A drink is worth the money. Numbness is priceless. The issue is Uncle Mike hasn't got any money left. Hey, I'm telling a story. Is that what this is? A Christmas story? Or would you rather me discuss the dead man in the bathtub? Poor Juan. You really think somebody killed him? Sometimes I think you're just playing dumb for a ten-year-old. Twelve. We're all a year older. Okay, okay. Mike, go on. Right. So, I don't earn any money. You see, after my wife died, Sharon, I had a lot of bills from her treatments and the hospitals and whatnot. I trusted money and not the NHS. And where did it leave me? My wife's still dead. Me still broke. And I don't got a whole lot of savings, do I? So, my sister, your mom, helped me out. Then, you know, she couldn't really anymore when you, you know, got bigger or whatever. When I was two. That was ten years ago. Was it that long that Sharon passed? People die. Time passes. Life goes on. And the bills, they add up. So your brother hit it big and it graduated from some fancy college and came back to town in a Bentley. Now it's a Tesla. So why can't he help you anymore? I mean, come on, Mike, whatever happened to the landscaping business? But bureaucracy happened. Oh, honey, I can relate to that one. What is a bureaucracy? Bureaucracy. Well, it's the government. The shit paperwork, they need shit signatures from shit people over shit details that no one gives a shit about. That's five. What did you say? That's five shits. So you give a lot of shit. Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. I'd rather listen to that damn song again than discuss the nuances of running a business in this country. What's a nuisance? You you are playing dumb, aren't you? I mean, I know there's government, but how does that affect me? See, Juan, for instance, we can't disturb his person until the police get here. It's our duty to our community to report crime, and it's the police officer's duty to enforce law. And a lawyer's job is to defend those convicted of breaking said laws. And a judge's job is to give a criminal a sentence. And my job is to take care of women given a sentence in prison, I mean. You know what I mean, don't you? But how will they find out who did this to Juan? They'll probably ask us a bunch of questions, goddammit. The last thing I need is to sober up for some pig. Sorry, Lassie, I mean protector of justice. I mean, rest in peace, one, even though he was a little son of a bitch. Mike! What? We're going to pretend the dead are holy? Look, 
I love my wife, but we know before the cancer she had flaws. She'll always have flaws and I'll always love her for them. But it's not worth pretending she was some perfect saint and one was no saint either. You didn't like him, Uncle Mike. Is he the one who cut you? You mean cut me off. Well, he was a bit of a purist, wasn't he? After they went on a spiritual retreat in some yurt, a lot changed with Colin. All I know is Juan got Colin greedy with his money all of a sudden. He's been such a good kid, taking care of his family and neighbours too, eh, Lassie? What's that supposed to mean? Well, according to Floppy Dog, Colin has visited you every time he comes home. I have noted every time, and he always goes next door to Lassie's house to fix something. Only... He can barely use a screwdriver. One time he was trying to help my mum with the dishwasher. Well, what, what are you getting at, Anita? Yeah, okay, so look here. I vlogged every day he visited and it was always between 10pm and midnight that something of Lassie's broke. He always went over with this heavy toolbox, but I don't know where he gets it from. It's not my dad's. But he's only ever there for ten minutes, sometimes eight, sometimes eleven, but approximately ten minutes. Colin and I have a business relationship and I don't appreciate you spying on my life. Oh, don't flatter yourself, lassie. Colin makes a lot of deals. What is that supposed to mean? That must be the police. still here. Can I ask you something? Is that your question? No, I mean, why are you here? Why do you still come here when you know Aunt Sharon died so long ago? Do, do you remember you, Aunt Sharon? I've seen pictures. She had long red hair, kind of like mine. Only hers was curly and really beautiful. Mine falls flat and the kids at school call me tomato face. Well, Sharon is, was, beautiful. Don't you have any family of your own? Family's complicated, kid. I think I know that by now. You know, I'm 12 now. Almost a teenager. I know a lot more than people think. Family is the most important. My brother may only be my half-brother, but it's my duty to protect him. And I write everything he does all down here in Floppy Dog. So when I get older, I never forget. Some things are worth forgetting. Drinks help with that. And at your age, what do you know? I doubt you'll still be obsessing over boutique ball when you're older. It's booty call. You know, a play on words. Heath Breville is making a joke on the common sexual encounter called a booty call. Did you know that they're releasing a new album? Like it's already all written and everything, and that tour was already booked, but then management gave them shit, so now they're stuck. Whoa, 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 language there, little Miss Dick. Well, you know, my older brother Colin represents them. Like, they're a client of his. Or, well, maybe are now. He almost got me VIP passes to see them play in Wembley. But like I said, they were having problems. 
Colin needs help. Oh, I'm sure Colin isn't so important. No way is earning that kind of money representing a boy band. Didn't you see his Tesla outside? No. Well, I mean, yes. And yet he says I'm a burden. <laughs> Here, old man, I found your whiskey. You ought to drink it neat, you know. Sheesh, all right. Slow it down, dear tiger. What can be so bad in life, huh? I see women every day who've been through worse than you. Victims of an oppressive and racist judicial system, convicted of murder, or of selling drugs to children no older than Anita here. There are women pregnant behind bars or driven mad with the power of selling behind bars, fighting each other over tampons. What's a tampon? Ah, oh, don't worry about that, yes, sweetheart. I didn't realize Misery was a competition, so lassie tweak. Where do you rank her? In love with the gay neighbor? Is that miserable enough? To drink? That joke is so last week. I can't be around you when you're both lazy and cruel. Then by all means, leave. In fact, can you both just leave me alone? Look, I'm here, Sharon, but do I have to speak to them? These people who didn't even know you, never heard you sing, never saw you paint. Floppy Dog says he's already had four shits. Shots, you mean shots, darling. I mean, come on, Colin, Mead, Addy. Does no one else hear it? I don't get it. Can you explain? I, I mean, I know we have different last names, but that's because his dad left him when he was really little, and then my dad adopted him before I was born. They didn't think Mum could have kids, so she raised... S save me the sob story. Poor Colin with all his money, and poor Juan Tan Ting with all his spirituality. Oh, did you know Juan? As much as I know you, lassie. And what do you know about me, huh? Is Uncle Mike drunk? I think so, Anita. He's speaking nonsense now. But is it true that Colin is always over your house late at night? How do you... Floppy dog. Look, what Colin and I have is a business relationship, like I said. What, what kind of business is between a rich businessman and a prison security officer, anyway? Is he giving you things? Because he always goes over with the heavy toolbox, but when he comes back, it's empty. Very perceptive, Anita. Thank you, Uncle Mike. I'm just trying to ask the questions the police officers won't. And no lead is a wrong one. So now we know all about the nuances of homicide investigation, do we? What are you playing at, Anita? Oh, looks like I'm up next. this Christmas party has been, I think I ought to call it a night. Have a happy Christmas. And, Anita, don't worry. Everything will be okay. And if your brother gets real sad, just tell him I'm always next door. What? So he can deliver you more drugs to deal in your prison? What? What on earth are you talking about? If anyone could have killed Juan, it would have been you. Whoa, whoa there. I have all the proof in Floppy Dog right here. Every date and time of your meetings... 
all the plastic bags he stuffed into my dad's toolbox, the pockets full of money he came back home with. You think I didn't notice? I knew you were playing dumb, you little... Look, I have nothing to hide here. You can talk all you want. You must be hurt, Anita. You just lost your brother-in-law. This is an emotional Christmas. You want to talk emotional? Well, then, I think I can think of someone with emotion. Now, what are you getting at? Well, according to the NHS website, alcohol is a depressant, you know. And your attitude has exhibited all the behaviours of someone who is depressed. And when people are depressed, they can't handle their emotions very well. And when people are drunk, they can't handle their reactions very well. Ooh, good advice. I'll get us a round of my scotch with ice this time, so it goes down smooth. Now, hold up a minute there. Anita might have a point. You keep disappearing for another round since the officials got here. Hiding some guilt, are we? How many years have I known you, Lassie? How many years have you known me? I'd say approximately ten years is how long I've known both of you. Anita, where is your brother? Why? Well, if anyone should be pointing fingers anywhere, why not? Bear with me. Most of the ladies I take care of make mistakes. Passionate ones. Emotional ones. And the quarrels between lovers are a big one. Here's a man who married someone who comes out of nowhere and demands him to change. Change everything about Colin. Colin's hair, his clothes, his car. The Tesla. Isn't it parked outside? Okay, fine. He still has a car. Look, all these interrogations, accusations, death. I gotta go. I can't believe it's Christmas Day. Booty Carl. What, what did you say? Heath Breville from Booty Carl. The ones you're getting tickets for for Christmas? I was going to get them for Christmas. Look, see his tweet? Losing one of the best at Stop Calling Me Daddy. Good luck on the good life, my man. And see what he tweeted this morning? Got to prove him wrong? That's the title of their tour. The tour I'm supposed to see. I must see. I will see. This album is about me. Anita, Anita, it's just a band. Just a band? They have redefined music. (laughs) (laughs) There is more to life than crushing on celebrities, my dear. Trust me. I don't know, Lassie. At the end of the day, is there? So are you saying Juan made Colin quit his incredibly successful career to be some sort of shaman, yet still drives a Tesla? And now he's too good to give the lowest class a little high in their tortured and oppressed life behind bars? This was all, Juan? Well... Maybe that's what Juan gets trying to preach all that shit about taking responsibility for yourself and seeing the light. I haven't seen Colin shed a single tear. What? No. Uh, He's really sad. You'd think you'd be a bit more emotional when you see your new husband stuffed with tampons. Tampons? I mean, I don't know where Colin would have gotten them. No, he couldn't have killed his own husband, right? But who would? Who would? Oh, God, I need to go home. This is too much. That's grim, man. Death by tampons. What? No! Colin would never. Colin Colin couldn't. But then again, like I said, lovers. They can be irrational, impulsive. There, There were certainly days, I imagine, strangling my wife. Those days when she went on and on about the dishes or when I forgot the milk. Well, every day. But come on, to actually do it. No, it was you. Oh, I swear, it was you. Look, see, Floppy Dog has all the answers. It was both of you. Yeah, a conspiracy. You've always hated Juan. 
You will be setting a call at Christmas and now someone new joins the family and you both... You! You! I'm perceptive. I know this. I need to honey keep your voice down. The coppers are still here and we can't go confusing them with your temper tantrum. I'll scream it if I have to. Murderer! Murderer! I'm I'm a murderer. And up next, the one and only, yet again, Booty Core, with what only an 11-year-old might call a killer Christmas song. Outcast's Christmas was written and directed by Holly Gerling. You can find her work on wanderlustandsoggypages.wordpress.com and you can follow her on Instagram at hollyjolly in which the O's are spelled with zeros. Anita Dick was played by Lara Sigismondi. Mike Go Too was played by Tom Wood. Esso Lassie Tweak was played by Connie Kubinger. You can visit her website at conniekubinger.com. You can also listen to her music on Spotify and follow her on Instagram at Lily Leonetti. The original song featured in this play was Can't Believe It's Christmas Day by Heath Breville featuring Tadpole and will be released soon on Spotify. <laughs>